Hello, everybody, and welcome to my first episode. So you might have already heard the trailer, and if you did hear the trailer, and if you did like it, then thank you for joining me in my first episode. So this podcast really does do what it says on the tin. It's really a podcast about me going through my bucket lists, uh, my bucket lists, my bucket list, I don't have that many, me trying to do them. And if I can't do everything, then at least do maybe two or three. Like I said in the trailer, 2020 is a pretty rubbish year uh, for me, and I imagine for the majority of people uh, listening to this podcast. And it really got me thinking, and I thought, you know, I really want to challenge myself. Now that I've been locked up in a house for a year, I really want to give myself, you know, every kind of reason and ability to get out there and tick things off you know there's a lot of people that unfortunately didn't get to do that and don't have that choice and since we're lucky enough to be around I think that we owe it to ourselves to be able to go out there and you know chase our dreams basically I mean life at the end of the day is just one huge long often expensive adventure And that's what I want my life to be from now on, a long adventure. At the end of the day, when I go off to a different planet or wherever I'm going at the end, I want to know, yep, I did everything that I wanted to do. So with no further ado, I'd like to talk about the first thing that is on my bucket list, and that is sign language. So I have always, 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 since I was a kid, wanted to learn sign language. I have no idea why, really no idea, because I have never known anybody deaf in the sense that I've never had anybody close to me, I've never had any friends, I've never worked with anybody deaf. My mum is hard of hearing and she's been hard of hearing uh, the majority of her life, so she wears a hearing aid. Uh, She does not sign. She can uh, do some lip reading, but, you know, she does struggle. And and I have seen her her whole life be a little bit embarrassed about the fact that she she can't hear without hearing aid. And I have seen people, you know, talk (laughs) more loudly, you know, at her when she when she can't uh, hear something or a lot of people think that she's ignoring them. And she's not. She just hasn't heard you. And I've I've seen her really struggle with that it's always made me a little bit you know annoyed the way that people have treated her and and also the misunderstanding that people have for people that are hard of hearing Um, they're not stupid Uh, you don't need to talk more loudly at them you know they're just doing their best and I think that you know they should be um, much more awareness around disabilities and that's that I'm just talking about, you know, the deaf community at the moment, but at large, there should be much, much more awareness for the various disabled communities. I also remember when I was about uh, 14 or 15, I think, I was in Edinburgh in Scotland for the Fringe Festival. I was with my mum. Uh, we were at this uh, restaurant at the hotel. 
there were this group of about four people and they were having the most animated, fun conversation I have ever seen in my life. And they were doing it by signing. And I remember this really making an impression on me and thinking, yeah, you know, that's something that I want to learn how to do. But like many things, you need to find the time (laughs) to learn a language and you need to have the dedication and the devotion and in this case, the respect towards this language and this culture and this community. And I haven't had uh, that time. And also you need to have the money to finance it. For those that don't know, I live in France and in Paris uh, more specifically. And in this glorious country, we have something that is called the CPF. Uh, what it does is it's a, it's like a, an account, if you will. And every year that you that you work, when you have a full-time job, you have money that is allocated and it goes towards this training fund. And so at some point when you want to, you can use this money and you can get training in more or less whatever you want. I have been using my uh, CPF now for, uh, I think, three years and I've been learning Italian and it's fantastic. And I think that we are so privileged in this country to have so many opportunities and uh, so much care that comes uh, from the state that we really owe it again to ourselves to to use it. And at the end of the day, we, we work for this, we contribute towards this fund. So this year, I decided to use some of my money from this fund to pay for French sign language. Now, I want to take this opportunity to, A, have a little bit of a disclaimer. And I want to say I am at the very, very, very beginning of my journey into sign language and especially French sign language. So please do keep in mind that I am a student. Of course, uh, I'm learning. I do my research. I do my homework. I think I owe it to uh, the community to do that. But by no means uh, is what I'm saying, you know, I'm not an expert. So please uh, keep that in mind. I also thought that I'd, I'd take the opportunity to talk about some myths that are often associated with sign language. The majority of people that I've spoken to have uh, asked me these questions. And, you know, as I slowly get into the community, I'm obviously beginning to be able to kind of debunk these kind of myths. And the first thing that people always, always, always ask is, are all sign languages the same? No, they're not. It's just like any language, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, Italian, uh, Japanese, Arabic, and in Arabic, you have formal Arabic, but you have so many dialects. There are different sign languages, and there are different dialects within those sign languages. And so it is impossible to have somebody that comes from the United States, for example, to go to Japan and be able to communicate with a Japanese person. It's just impossible. There is an international sign language, but that is completely different. You mustn't think that everything is the same. For example, you have uh, ASL, which stands for American Sign Language. You have BSL, which which stands for British Sign Language. And you have LSF. And LSF stands for Langue de Signes Français. 
LSF, in fact, shares a lot of features with ASL, but doesn't with BSL, for example. This could be due to the fact that uh, French Sign Language was uh, brought to the States in the 1800s by a group of French priests that had been teaching um, sign language in Paris. You know, it, it, it kind of stayed. And that also means that each alphabet is different. So Greek is completely different to Chinese, for example. Some languages use one hand when they are assigning the alphabet. For example, ASL and LSF and Chinese, they use one. But BSL, for example, uses two. Another myth that is often thought of is that signing has no grammar. Completely, completely, completely false. Uh, people assume that, but just like any language, there's grammar. For example, in English, normally when you create a sentence, you have a subject, a verb, and then an object. For example, I go to school. Whereas in sign language, it would be object, then subject, and verb. And this is at least the case for French sign language. So in that case, it would be school, I go. So these are some of the things that people, you know, normally assume about sign language. So what I would like to do now is describe my first day at school. It was really, really nice. It's a really nice centre in, in the 10th district of Paris. And it's very professional, very, very welcoming. But the first thing that you notice when you get there is that everything is is silent. You know, there's there's no noise because obviously everybody is signing. And so when I arrived, we had, you know, the group of students that were all going to be taking night school with me. And so we were all very shy and kind of going, oh, hi, are you here for the first day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I've never signed before. And so we were all having these little discussions. And then one lady came in and she explained that she had a son who was 23 years old. And she comes from Tunisia and she just moved to, to uh, France. And she had always wanted to be able to communicate with her son better, but had never had the time or the money to finance it. And so... She had decided that this was the time to be able to communicate with him better and, and his friends. So uh, a lovely lady welcomed us into the, the classroom, which is basically a big room. And all the chairs were pushed up against the wall. So you had this long line of about uh, 12 chairs pushed up against the wall. There was a big projector and a computer. And immediately the teacher start signing so all of us were kind of just looking at each other going uh oh we have absolutely no idea what is going on here but that really was the best way to introduce us to the language because you know you have to put your yourself in the shoes of the person that is teaching you really weird not being able to understand anything but obviously you know challenging and, and you know you you want to get to that point where you know, you'd, you'd be able to understand at least the majority of the conversation. Yeah, so we started off the lesson where we were asked to go up to the front of the class. And this is another thing, uh, parenthesis. Obviously, we are in COVID times, so we need to wear a mask. Now, it's very difficult to sign when you're wearing a mask because you not only use your hands to sign, but you also use your whole body 
and your your mouth and your head and physical actions because you're trying to convey either a feeling or an action. So when we are up against uh, the wall sitting down, we have to keep our masks on. But when we go to the front of the class, we take our masks off so everybody can see us. And the ground rules are that you have to sit in a semicircle. So we had to move our chairs into, into a semicircle. You mustn't wear anything except the mask, obviously, that inhibits you from showing your mouth if it's a scarf or something or moving your neck. You're not allowed to write, which is the most bizarre thing. You can't have any kind of paper, any pen. So you know, I'm a teacher, so normally I get quite infuriated when my students come to class uh, with no pen and no paper and I go, well, you, you come as a tourist. I had to be a tourist uh, in this uh, in this instance, which I felt a little bit guilty about. So you're not allowed to write and you have to pay attention to everything that is going on around you. You have to look at everybody all the time. You have to ask permission to not to speak because you're not allowed to speak, but to kind of to do any kind of movement or to ask a question as best you can. So we would we would go up to the to the front of the class and the teacher would have a uh, an image on the computer. And what we had to do was to try and make our classmates guess what uh, this image was. So for some people it was a sandwich, a burger, a monkey. Uh, I had a glass of wine which was obviously very easy to sign for me. And people would go up to the board and they would draw what they thought it was, which is also very good because my spelling in French is not the best. And then it was the time for verbs. So we learned a couple of verbs. And again, we would go up to the front of the class. She would write the verb on her computer screen and then we would have to act it out. And then somebody had to go up to the board and write down what we thought the verb was. So a couple of interesting things that I learned. Uh, I learned the verb to play, which obviously it's, it's very difficult to, to describe, but it's basically in, in LSF, it is your thumb and your pinky finger on, so forming like some kind of um, a Y, for example, and you have both hands up and you turn them anti-clockwise and clockwise in different directions. And that means to play. So you keep them close to your chest and that means to play. I also learned the sign for coffee, which looks like a cafetiere, basically. <laughs> I learned the uh, sign for water. So water, coffee, play. Very, very useful for me, obviously. And yes, and Saba. So it's quite interesting, uh, the sign for Savannah. I'll put some of these up on my Instagram so you can see. But it's your index finger and your middle finger, again, on both hands. And you have them, uh, I'd say, across your your, your stomach or yeah, your, your midsection. It's as if you're calling somebody towards you. So you're, you're bringing them up and you're going, Savannah. Yeah, those were, those, I didn't learn that much. Of course, it was the first day. We were all a little bit nervous. But it was an amazing experience and amazing to be suddenly, you know, put into this world where you have to think differently and you really have to respect uh, the ground rules because you have to remember that you can hear, but the people that you want to be able to communicate can't. So it was fantastic. Obviously, this adventure is going to involve an incredible amount of homework. So I'm going to have to be doing a lot of studying from now until 
eternity if I decide to keep this up. But it is a lesson every Thursday. So basically until February, I'll be able to say, hello, I like wine, coffee, tea, water, play, and hopefully some other things. So, so yeah, so that's my first adventure. Slightly ticked. I wouldn't say it's a full tick, but I have put the wheels in motion and that's the most important thing. If you want any more information on anything regarding sign language in any language, okay, so not just ASL, BSL or LSF, there is plenty of information available online. All you need to do is put it in everybody's favorite uh, search engine uh, and have a look and you'll find something, you know, if it's something that you're interested in, you know, educate yourselves, do it, go out there, you know, the more we can include people with disabilities into our life and to give people, you know, either it could be a better experience at work or if you're somebody that works with customers who might, you know, possibly one day have somebody who's deaf that, you know, comes to your office. It's up to us to be able to welcome people and to include people as much as we can. And we can only do that by education and we can only do that by, you know, respecting and investing ourselves. Thank you very much for listening to my first episode. Obviously, I'll keep you up to date with everything that uh, has to do with my LSF progress. And in the next couple of weeks, I'll be bringing out a new episode with uh, a very special guest of mine. So thank you for listening and bye.